politics erode pretty badly like i don't know the way all the u.s companies still kind of run the world like i think that's going to be a lot like we will not be alive to see the day when you know like bank of america and nike and disney and so on like no longer dominate the world i don't think yeah yeah that's the most depressing thing you probably could have said cash rules <laughs> everything around me yep <laughs> hey everyone uh welcome to um, this is a podcast where the three of us sit down, read the greatest story ever told, the five books of the Torah, and decide uh, whether it was worth uh, ruling our lives for the last, you know, X many thousands of years and see if it applies to us still today. Um, this is Josh. How, how are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Doing good. If you're opening up, you want to introduce your lovely co-hosts? Yeah, for sure. Well, actually, I feel like they should introduce themselves. I don't know. I feel like it's That's weird. Like, true. I don't know what I'd um, say. I'm John. Um, my name is John. I'm John Alcabest. I'm a member of the podcast. This is Ayani Hayashi. He is the one of the co-creators and producer of the podcast. Hello. Um, he famously See? has a See beef that with uh, hornets. Like, He's always called them God's little fuckers. It's a good thing to know before we yeah. uh, kick off on this thing. You want you called hornets God's little fuckers. I don't. I I don't remember doing that, but I don't. You feel were really back okay. in our summer camp days. That was something that you felt pretty passionately about. I still do not like whatever the uh, genus of animals that includes fucking wasps, bees, hornets, all of that. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a fringe opinion. Yeah, I. I you know. know what creeps me out is their tiny little waists. It's like they have that huge dump truck in the back, and then it's just like a. Are you jealous? A pixel connecting them to the rest of their body josh i think you're jealous no i am for I sure think. i'm built in like a straight line like a piece of string cheese <laughs> they're um, tiny little ways yeah but anyway um to kick things off uh because we're in the book of genesis and god spends a lot of time in the book of genesis uh just destroying people and punishing people for uh, tiny infractions and mistakes and just you know human naivete um i thought i'd start things off by asking uh if any of us did anything that would probably get us lightning struck in the Bible this week. I did what I thought was a good thing, but might get me lightning struck, which was I tried to investigate to see if my girlfriend's boss is committing uh, wage fraud. Oh, yes. Whoa. And the reason I say that it might be a uh, smiteable offense is that it turns out God is really into authority figures and not so into workers' rights. God's a fucking union buster, yeah, dude, but we'll God's get to that. Yeah, God's a landlord for sure. There's no other way yeah. to explain it. So I think, I don't know if what I did was technically a violation, but uh, I think... Just around? Uh, but I think 100%, if he saw it, he'd be like, this guy's gotta go. He'd be like, it the hubris like of humans, was... I have to destroy him. And that's why women He wants pants. a world that's yeah. fair. Do you yeah. think it was like a letter of the law versus spirit of the law kind of thing? Mm, absolutely. Du jour yeah. versus like de facto, really. It <laughs> makes you think. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I've been doing that I think is... 
I don't know, questionable to say the least. Um, I was explaining this before we hopped on the pod here, uh, but I've gotten really into skateboarding in the last few weeks. Um, oh, God for sure hates skateboarders. 100. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something I think about someone above the age of 20 skateboarding that just raises questions. Um, so I don't know. I feel a little guilty and bad about that, but then it also just seems like God doesn't really like when people enjoy themselves to the fullest. No. Um, and I have to say, I feel... A sense of unbounded glee as I'm gliding around a parking lot on a tiny little skateboard um, and hoping Hell not yeah. to cut my hands. So I don't know. Yeah, if God's wear me gloves. For, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to go there just yet. You know, I was on the fence of whether or not you'd be a glove. Do you wear a helmet? No. No. No helmet. No, I probably should. I don't know. No, I, but I, what I will say, so I don't wear a helmet and I don't wear gloves. So you might think, oh, I don't know how hardcore is he, but I will say I have dreamt about skateboards two nights in a row so of course you have yeah i'm just saying um nice i'm like 16 16 days into not drinking and my dreams have returned so i started smoking weed again because nice i don't like having them damn <laughs> i guess i'll go um i do you see this mark on my forehead no actually could you could you lean into the zoom so i can get a picture of that guy it's pretty sexy i can't really see it but oh oh whoa yeah, it kind of looks like yeah. a slight Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like a Harry Potter it. situation. Um, so this, I'm kind of thinking this one through, but what happened was I was getting into my car and I opened the door and I just hit myself in my dumb forehead with my uh, the <laughs> corner of my car door, and I, and I yelled. So I did it, and I probably said I don't remember, but I probably said fuck. This was like two, three hours ago. So I'm thinking either God would smite me for, for saying a bad word after I did mm -hmm. it, or he would smite me. I'm just picturing the conversation where God is like, how did that happen? And I'm like, uh, I was like opening my car door and I hit myself in the head. And he was like, well, you weren't looking where you were going. And I'm like, no, I guess I forgot to look where I was going. And he's like, nah, fuck you. I'm done with you. Uh -huh. So I feel like I could, I could, I could get smite smitten, I could get smote just for being dumb enough to hit my forehead on my car door. Right. It's like you hitting the mean? image of God against your car door. It really is. But now this is the image of God. The, oh, boy. Mm. Sexy gas That's true. On did my God forehead. want you to do it? Was that all part of the design or did you go against the God's will? I mean, makes you think. Yeah, it definitely falls into the gray area of maybe not a violation, but definitely not a mitzvah. <laughs> definitely not a mitzvah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Okay, so the portion for this week is Genesis 6.16, Noah. Um, I've given it a slightly different name, which I'm calling the Flesh Prince, because um, there's a lot of preoccupation about the flesh oh, God. in this one. Um, so a quick summary a of, of, uh, of what's going on here. Uh, so when we last left off, God had created the earth, Adam and Eve, all the animals, um, and these horny giants called Nephilim that interbred with humans who are already inbred. Um, so that's pretty cool that there was just this crazy orgiastic beginning to the universe. Um, <clears throat> in, uh, in this portion, he starts having buyer's remorse or a sky man's burden, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and he decides that he did a bad job making humans. Um, and he keeps talking about how all sky the flesh on earth is corrupted, like it's a bad hard drive. Um, so he decides to flood the world, destroy everything, and start over, uh, even though he like just made the world like a week ago. Um, other than Noah, Noah was the Earth's first bootlicker. Uh, he probably would have worked in PR for Amazon now. Um, he's apparently the only righteous, uh, non-giant fucking man on Earth. So he, so God says, okay, you got to build the ark. You got to bring all the birds and the animals um, in pairs and board the ark in 
in a family, um, the ark when you're here, your family, and then we uh, will restart the whole earth. Um, so then after 40 days and 40 nights, but then also maybe 150 days, uh, they just kind of didn't decide how many days it was. Um, the water recedes. Uh, Noah is so stoked that he cremates a bunch of livestock and God loves the smell of barbecue so much that he decides that even though humans are kind of inherently evil, he's like, all right, actually, maybe they're good now. That is the power of barbecue. Yeah, no, it's true. It's <laughs> that's yeah. one that's time the, that's I saw a barbecue sauce bottle that said sauce so good it makes you want to smack your mama. So just that's <laughs> uh, something yeah, to consider. Um, so yeah, so he decides humans are good, uh, except, except. So humans decide uh, that they all want to get together and build a really tall tower. And then uh, God is Wait. so pissed off that the humans build a tall tower that reaches into the heavens um, in Babel that he decides, well, you know, we are all speaking one common language, but um, you have the, the nerve to start building multifamily zoning in my neighborhood. So I'm going to divide you and fling you all over the earth and make it so you speak different languages um, also Noah plants the first vineyard, gets drunk and, uh, waves his little ark at his sons. And then God punishes them by creating slavery. Um, and that's pretty much what happens in this portion. It's an amazing summary. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. it. It went a little out of order for a second, but I will allow it. And I even cherish it and, am. that's, I will say that's probably the, the most work I put in on the pod. Or on this episode, no, was just that was great. Writing the summary, and then I don't have that much prepared for like what to talk about. That's fine because I have I have a lot of takes. Okay, cool. Um, cool. You I seem have, to have a lot. I have just this one page because I was not inspired by this really at all. It wasn't well. Okay, it wasn't connecting. Should we? Let's just go bit by bit. Let's uh -huh. start with. Let's start with classic Noah's Ark. Uh -huh. God tells him to get a bunch of animals together, and he gets a bunch of animals together. Uh -huh. Oh, you know, actually, maybe one thing to talk about before the animals uh -oh. in the ark is, like, how God decides that, like, we fucked up the earth and that humans are all corrupted and that it's just time to, you know, shake he the just, He sketch. was just, like, doing a mulligan. He was like, I fucked up. This is bad. I, this is shitty. I, I, I gotta, I gotta rest. Right. I like, um, or I, that's I feel like it's, like, a frustrating... A little piece of constructive feedback I have to the uh, people who wrote this thing is that they choose the wrong moments to sometimes zoom in and zoom out. So we'll get like so much information on like whose kids were whose kids and like how many years they lived. Um, but then they'll say something like, oh, you know, when God saw how corrupt the earth was for all flesh had corrupted its ways on earth is the quote there. <laughs> and he just decides to destroy it all. It's like, we don't know what's going on. Like, what does that mean that the entire earth has corrupted itself and everyone's corrupt and uh, lawless. The earth was filled with lawlessness, as it says. Yeah, you didn't make any laws, fuckface. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, that's a good. You point gave too. them one rule and then they broke it, and then you yeah. were like, "I guess you can't handle they, rules." What do you want? Everyone was following the one rule, which was they weren't eating apples. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. <laughs> they were, right. They weren't they eating were apples and they were like sacrificing the wrong thing to God, so that God didn't get mad and curse them. Um, right. Yeah, and so I don't did, know. I just wish like we kind of knew what was going on, but yeah, pretty much the only evidence we have is like it's something about the flesh and like people's bodies. So I honestly think it's because people were hooking up with giants. And it sounds sort of facetious, but that's actually sort of all they give us. So I would say there's a slight possibility that there was some cannibalism going on. Mm -hmm. that yeah, would be, but that's both of those things are complete extrapolations because they um, give us nothing. Well, so I was start. I started to watch a movie called. Well, I started a couple movies. I finished zero of them, but I started. The first thing I started was a made-for-TV movie from like 1999 about 
No, but but what I re- it was about no it was called Noah's Ark and it was about that story. But what I realized was that they were conflating multiple stories because there's a bunch of times in the Bible where God decides he's going to destroy everything. And we're, we're going to uh-huh. come across it again. And one of those is Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Oh, Which uh-huh. is like the, you know, where the term sodomite comes from um, and all that. But so this this movie was conflating the two stories. And so it starts out with like the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then that's why God destroy, decides to start to destroy the earth. So I'm going to I'm going to watch the rest of it when we get to that part. But the part I did see of it, the opening scene is that there are two groups of soldiers who are kind of like, like kind of rioting and like fighting and pushing each other around or whatever. And one of them, it is chanting Gomorrah, Gomorrah, Gomorrah. <laughs> and the uh, other, <laughs> do you want to venture a guess as to what they were chanting, Josh? Gomorrah, Gomorrah. Oh no, the other group was chanting Sodom because yeah, uh, it's Sodom versus Gomorrah. Uh-huh. So it's, yeah, so I'm very excited to watch that. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like but, I was really hoping that I'd be really, or let me put it this way. like, So you're building a whole religion, doing all this stuff, and you're like, the reason why you have to do it is because there's this person, God, who's like perfect and super wise and does everything right. But God is just kind of a jerk in all this. And like... In the text of the Torah, I found there's this almost this like creepy like horniness for like God destroying everything. Um, they're like, they just quote God at length, being like, "I'm about to bring the flood, waters upon the earth, to destroy all flesh under the sky in which there is breath of life. Everything on this earth shall perish." It's just like, I don't know. God just seems to get off on hurting us. Yeah, not into God. It. You know what God need God needs in all this is he needs some like post nut clarity. You know. <laughs> What? what is that? Needs I mean, to, that seems to be the root of a lot of, he needs a lot to go of these take, problems. He needs to go to his room and take care of himself and then make decisions afterward. Uh-huh. He's so, like, horny and fucking hormonal. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm not going to lie. Last time I said that one of the main reasons he got upset with all the Nephilim and whatever, I think, is that nobody was fucking God. That's true. Well, and there's that other part how in the first portion it talks about how there are, like, multiple gods and God keeps using the pronoun uh, us. Um, so it's just like, talk to some of your other gods and just chill out. Yeah. Figure your shit out. Yeah. Man. Seriously. Or it's just like, go work on yourself before, uh, you know, you're going to try and that's what um, I was gonna put say. yourself on Tinder and ruin some poor girl's life. Um, oh, I guess one thing I had written is that like, I don't, I like the idea that Noah is like, Noah is deemed the only righteous man of his generation, uh-huh. which makes me think he's the kind of person, like the kind of kid in middle school that would be like. I don't like Kim Kardashian and Starbucks. I like Led Zeppelin and ACDC. <laughs> I write in a moleskin and I read books. Yeah, I can relate to that person, but I also know that if you're picking the last person to save the entire human race, it's I, not him. It's not me either. Oh, you were thinking you. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Right. That's like, yeah, picking the most like contrarian uh, self-righteous person to be and then progenitor. I mean that's maybe what it was maybe we're just missing a word maybe it's not that Noah was the most righteous one but he was the most self-righteous one mm-hmm. and he was like all right he, Noah's ego is big enough that he'll probably build this thing I ask him to do right or right. maybe God just fucking picked somebody just the same way that he tells Noah to just pick the animals because that yeah. this is my main problem with like the classic animals thing is God tells Noah to to fix to to go 
first he tells him that he's destroying the earth because people aren't being righteous. But then he says, go get two of each animals. So are we to believe that those are the only two righteous animals of that species and all the rest of them are sinners? Like, he doesn't ever account for why he's killing the animals. He's still very upset about that squirrel jacking off Adam. Yeah. That's true. He's like, you were good helpers for Adam, uh, even though I was the one who made both you and Adam. So screw you. And then I guess my other note there is... The birds don't need to come on the ark because they're birds, so... They need the rest. Yeah, well, where are they supposed to land, my friend? Yeah. When the water's higher Not than the every bird is yeah. an albatross. Yeah, I don't know. They All explicitly right. state that the mountains go underneath the water. That's true. All right, By fine. several I cubits. I don't um, have any issues with the animal yeah, thing. Well, I think there's some... You, one, I, don't know, I thought that was interesting. They accommodated for some level of genetic diversity because he said with some of the animals to go get seven pairs. Yeah. That's true. Um, one thing I kind of want to talk about with the animals is like, so far in these first few portions, uh, they're really obsessed with these kind of like arbitrary categories for different kinds of animals. Um, so it talks about how they wanted beasts of every kind, all cattle of every kind, all creatures of every kind that creep on the earth and all the birds of every kind, which to me is kind of a hilarious three categories. So you have cattle, birds, and things that creep on the earth. Um, I don't know. It just is like yeah. someone just. It feels like someone just like looking out their window and they're like, "Okay, uh, I see a bird. I see a cow. There's like a slug on the ground, and there you have it. Just like the top. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what cats fit in this. Yeah, or just like the are things they creepers that creep or are they on cattle? the earth. Yeah, it's a good point. God never made cats. If you ask God about cats, he's like, I don't know what the deal is with those things. <laughs> I never put them there. That they're doing their own thing. They have nothing say, to do with me. But then again, cats are like so arbitrary and cold and non-loving that, in a way, they are just like God. How dare you? <laughs> I'm, just, How I'm a dog dare person. You? I love cats. Yeah, well, I love cats. I have two cats at work. You work cats. I like. I'm I an, work cats. Yeah. I'm an all of God's creatures. Actually, yeah. Let's talk about Ayani's work cats. That's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, my my work cats. Yeah, what's a work they're there cat? to eat mice. Oh, they're, they're there to eat mice. Do you mice. work they on a pirate the, ship? No, I work on to what is probably the closest modern equivalent to it, which is just in a hundred-year-old building. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So we keep them around. It's uh, Gigi and Travis. Do you feed them, or do you just they're just around? Yeah, I feed them. I feed them. Uh-huh. They kill cats and stuff. I mean, they kill not cats. They don't kill each other. They kill rats and stuff for fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something they enjoy doing, and I like seeing the bloodlust in their eyes. <laughs> it is. A, it is All a right, sight to behold. <laughs> Maybe God had the right idea with the, with the wickedness. Um, yeah, I wouldn't make it. I know that. Should we talk about what we all want to talk about, which is what happens, what the fuck happened in that tent? Oh, wait, I, I got, got some I've, other object. I got some I, other I got a couple okay, more okay, things okay. to say before we get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> really just the meat. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Ayana, you, yeah. you, you want to go ahead? You said you had some stuff. Oh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that uh, while he's in the middle of the flood and doing his whole flood thing, there is a, a verse that s- talks about the wind blowing over from from God, and I just thought that was an interesting callback because that was in the very beginning of the good book. That was the only presence of God before he creates everything. Like when there's just the darkness and the water, mm-hmm. there's a wind blowing from God. So I was like, all right, this is interesting. It's getting back to the... Uh, it's like a callback. You yeah, know there I mean? are some yeah. there are some callbacks we, we, and like Easter eggs sprinkled throughout, like the flood there, being yeah. forty days and forty nights, like wandering in the desert for forty years. Like I feel like there's kind of that sort of conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Pins oh, and then string. there's that movie. This is forty too. 
It was reminding me of the movie. Then, did you guys ever see the number twenty three with Jim Carrey? Oh yeah. Where they're like the number. I never no. saw it, but I'm aware. The number twenty three explains everything. When nine eleven happened, why Julius Caesar died. Um, Jim Carrey plays the saxophone in it. Julius Caesar died because these of are all hubris. very dis- disparate. But they also um, they all relate to the number twenty three in the movie. And then at one point they're like trying to show how influential this theory is and how it explains everything. And something just adds up to thirty two, and they say 32, 23 reversed. <laughs> so even in the world of the movie, they couldn't make it make sense. That's so funny. Um, one note I had is that the phrasing for like once the flood ends, the phrasing is says after one hundred fifty days, God remembered. And then like something like and then made contact. Yeah, he forgets about it. I love 100%. the idea that he had like an yeah. oh shit moment. He was like he like forgot to put it in his calendar. He's literally, like, fuck. Literally, he had the like. Did I leave the sink on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were what just was chilling God doing there for 110 days, just chilling, masturbating, trying to you know out of office. Trying... Yeah, he definitely checked out. And not just like in the sense of like he went to go do something else. I think it's more like checked out. He like was depressed. Watching a movie or something and just being like, man, I know I have appointments. He was fucking sad. Yeah. Well, also, but there might even be something there because it's like he wiped out the whole earth and he's going to restart society. But maybe that was him having the moment of like, should I even fucking restart society uh-huh. or should I just let those people and those animals die on that ship and call it quits? Right. Like he was, he was standing like on the threshold of the better. door smoking a cigarette thinking like, how many times do I got to come crawling back to these people? And then, yeah. After what was one time, the answer right now is one. <laughs> yeah. One time. And again, these are people that uh, he created. I know. I, I like I like the idea of a god that is a little bit more honest with the like, hey Noah, I was actually gonna just let you be stranded for a little bit, but uh, I decided you know we're gonna give humanity a chance as opposed to like, oh shit, are you okay? Right. Uh-huh. Or probably him being like, it was all part of my plan. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I think is pretty fun that uh, we really encounter a lot in this, and I think we're gonna encounter as we go further on in the Torah is. <laughs> how specific they are about measurement. Like, oh my God, they are talking mm-hmm. about... Oh, the cubit talk? Yeah, yeah, the cubit talk. Like, this is, a, again, this is a book that is not specific about what humans were doing that was so bad that they wanted to destroy the whole world. But they're like, okay, Noah, you're going to make an ark. It's going to sail on the water. The water is 15 cubits higher than the mountaintops. Okay, like they're constantly providing us all these measurements and stuff. Um do you think maybe what they were doing wrong was instead of using a cubit as a unit of measure, they were using something else? Like the humans? And maybe that. Like, like just they were on standard they found. units and then God was like actually cubits? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Noah doesn't, it's it's Torah times. Noah doesn't have like a thing that he keeps in like one of his kitchen cabinets ca- called like the cubit measurer. You know what I've, I mean? Yeah. I've heard, I don't know how accurate this is, so this is just me spouting somebody else's bullshit, but I've heard... That a cubit is the distance, the hypotenuse basically, between your right angle. Right into the mic, between the right angle that you form with your elbow from your hand down to your shoulder. Mm. So well, it's a thing that is every, different for every person. All of our uniform bodies. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, I mean, we've yeah. been using measurement systems like but that also, for a long time. Maybe that. Maybe the original cubit is Noah. Like, that works if God... Mm. If there was a follow-up conversation where Noah was like, yo, what's a cubit? If God was like, it's just the distance from your thing to your thing, then Noah could do that. Uh-huh. 
That's true, yeah. Because he's only really concerned with there being one person for a while. Right. That's or true. one person and one their family. Man, yeah, yeah, one person and their sons and like... My uh, my take on the their, Cubits is kind ones. of like... It feels like this kind of uh, half-assed attempt to convince the reader that all this was real. You know, <laughs> where it's like, oh, we got point. this crazy story. Like, you know, I know it's a little nuts that like they flood the whole world and you might not believe it. But we know exactly how big out. the arc was. It was this many cubits wide, had three decks, it had a door on this one deck. And it's just like, you That's think that shit's going to work? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They also That's like, no they one talk about that question, like, how many feet long was the arc? It's like... I think it's. I think you're right. It's one of those things that like you'll see with a lot of people who are kind of like grifters or some other kind of uh, nefarious kind of person that when they want to seem credible, they'll just be like, "Have you seen how many citations are in my book? Eighty-five thousand of them." Right. And it's like, okay, none of the information has to do with anything. Yeah, that you're I did one hundred hours of interviews for this. Uh, so you might yeah. not want to criticize me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's that it's, deal. It's ten thousand hours culture run amok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or oh, just was like a huge fucking, fucking dork shit. who wrote this. You know what I mean? Who is just like, yeah, I think all these issues of morality aren't that interesting. What I'd really love to talk about is boat design. It's just like that's come true. On. Come on. I like the idea too that the guy has only heard of a boat, mm. so he's imagining in his head something he's never seen. Yeah, that's I'm a good like, point. Ah. It's like someone who's never yeah seen a boat trying to imagine like what a cruise ship is. They're like, so it's basically, it's like a box, right? And you're like, kind of. And they're like, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a box and then you put it on the water. This is just something that I thought of when uh, thinking back, like how we learned these stories. There's kind of a two-parter here. Number one being that I think most of these stories are actually just incredibly vague. And the things we learn in like Hebrew school and stuff are just wild extrapolations to make it like a complete story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is just interesting, too, because like you were saying, like the, where we get details and where we don't get details is, I feel like, more random even than like where a raindrop falls. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's, that was a very good yeah, point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's because, again, like, unless you believe that, you know, this was handed down to us on the mountain, like, historically speaking, people think it was compiled over like 600 years by people living in different places and kind of bringing together all the different documents that have been floating around about like what Jewish tradition was. So it just, yeah, just kind of like they were kind of working with what they had. It's got fingerprints all over it, it folks. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So true. It's like a fucking like a Marvel movie where it's like, was this made by a director or was it made by a focus group? Yeah, right. Or like AI or like we need to include these top three things. I thought it was fun, though, that, you know, he sends out a crow. I always learned that the crow died, but it doesn't say that in the text. I think the crow is just like, oh, I'm free. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. oh, I never have to come back here. Awesome. I love that crow. Yeah. I'm on Team Crow. I'm, I'm definitely on Team Huge, Crow. Huge, like the fact crow. that 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 if, 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 like, you know, there's only one crow, right? Because it's only, or two crows, like the, man, the male and the female, because they have to procreate whatever. Whichever crow being like, they'll find me. Yeah. And they did. I think they did. Yeah, they did. We still have crows. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. They had their spot. Do you think that the Noah's Ark story is so good that it really needed a retelling by you 2 in the song Beautiful Day? I'm, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Should we? I'm, now I'm very curious. Should we play Beautiful Day? No, we don't need to we, do that. No, we don't no need one, to do that. Plus, I'll just have to edit it out. Yeah, no one. Right. We don't need to Let's, hear it. But I just remember as a kid... 
I was listening to that song because my parents liked you too. And I was like, wow, this is a pretty cool song. And they said, you know, you know, the song is about the Noah's Ark story. And I was just, I was floored. I was like, wow, these guys, that's amazing. Because like, it's like, <laughs> you're like, they're writing about the story, but you also might not even know that's what they're talking about. Right. And you're also like, wait, these guys are rock stars, but they're talking about what I learned in Hebrew school? Right. Right. Yeah. It was honestly an early moment of understanding what a song was talking about. But it's so fucking corny. Uh, I mean, oh my god. What's it, what are they saying? Is the beautiful day the day that God like I think it was, wreaked havoc well, okay. on, upon, upon the, the earth? Um, oh boy! All right. I shouldn't. I mean, I think it's. I've, I, haven't, I haven't heard. I haven't heard it in a long time. But I think it's roughly about the. <laughs> the oh. <laughs> Don't even let me speculate. <laughs> okay. Um, the first word or the first line is the heart is a bloom, shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to rent in this town. Okay. What? Well, actually, maybe my parents were wrong. <laughs> yeah, it sounds... This sounds more like class warfare. <laughs> I love the idea of your parents just lying to you for no reason. Like, your dad Your dad was just like, hey, watch yeah, this. You know, hey, Josh. Like pretty far off. This song's about Noah's Ark, yeah, so... Yeah, no, this sounds more like someone who's kind of having a rough time. Uh, there's no room that they can rent. And then at some point, um, they meet someone and they say, touch me, take me to that other place, teach me, I know I'm not a hopeless case. Uh, and then they Sex place. have some sort of ecstatic experience with this person, see the Bedouin fires at night, see the oil fields at first light, see the bird with a leaf in her mouth. I think that's the part. That's that after the flood, the all the colors came out. Stretch I have ever heard. Oh my god! We derailed this whole thing <laughs> because at one point in a U two song, Bono says, "Hey, there's a bird with a leaf in its mouth," and now we're talking about it. Incredible. That's, that's the effect that Bono has on a lot of people. He can really derail all kinds of conversations. He really can. Remember the South Park episode where he does the poop? Let's get back okay, on. Sorry. Let's get back I'm on just task. Saying, I don't know. It's a beautiful day. It was that was a it, that was a lovely snapshot into uh, some of the lies you were told as a yeah, child. Yeah, thank you so much. Look, this is not this is a podcast about <laughs> that's not about childhood. And yeah, you're gonna have told. to look into that. You know, for a lot of people who might end up big listening to this, uh, this very well might be a a uh, a podcast about their childhood and all the things that they may have been told that are either horrifically wrong or more horrifically right well, about what they learned. Nobody is finding out that this this is fake for the first time because of us. No. You that's know, true. I hope I don't want that responsibility. Uh, yeah. I want uh, I, I, would, I would like the email. I won't put out. I you can just email it directly to me. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, if we're shattering anyone's illusions about what the Bible is about like email us. I want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um Okay, so there's the crow, there's the dove. It's been done to death. Uh -huh. Can we talk flood about... Ends. Oh, we just have one tiny thing, which is that the flood ends. God's like, I guess maybe they learned their lesson after 40 slash 150 days. Uh, Noah burns some animals in a sacrifice, and God kind of gets off on it and says, The Lord smelled the pleasing odor, and the Lord said to himself, Never again will I doom the earth because of man, since the devisings of man's mind are evil from his youth. Nor will I ever Power again destroy grilling. every living being as I have done. So it's just sort of like he's convinced. Venison's delicious. Yeah. Can't really argue with that. Also, you're a liar, God, because you keep trying to kill us. Yeah, so. like constantly, constantly. Always. Okay, so I got a couple things. 
I was kind of getting at this earlier. Um, they did account for like the clean animals, genetic diversity, and then it explicitly says that he burns all the clean animals except for one pair. So like, fuck all that. It is all inbreeding again. God's really into inbreeding and not into genetic diversity. Um, and the other thing that really got me was he makes a covenant with Noah, which is the rainbow, the fucking feel-good moment of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Of the abuser saying, nah, it's okay, I love you. But the thing that really fucking... Yeah, let's fucking... We can get into that. But um, the thing that really pissed me off is that, like, he goes, Hey, by the way, all these creatures now, these are yours just to eat, you know? You're the dominion, the the, the caretakers of this land, and everything is for you to eat. And I know later he's going to be like, but not everything is for you to eat. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. But even in... I forget the exact wording, but there are... There's some weird wording where he's like, everything is for you to eat, except there's some exceptions. But for your own lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. Um, oh, so he's just saying don't, don't like eat, eat other humans, people. I think, or maybe don't eat animals that are still alive. I think I don't think it's kosher to eat blood. Like, blood sausage, I don't think is kosher. I had some really bad think- blood sausages in the Czech Republic. It really made me feel pretty sick. What is blood sausage? It's just, it's just a... It's like you congeal the blood, and then you mix it with oats, and like... Not, I don't love that. I, I mean, mean, it's one of those things where it can be very, very delicious, and it can be very, very gross. And if you're not super into like eating organ meat, like I am, and like using the whole animal, then the irony taste of blood is definitely gonna shock. Yeah, you. see, I love yeah, I like grissy, grimy stuff like that, but I just didn't expect the texture to be so oaty and mealy. So I took a bite, and I just yeah. felt a spurt in my mouth of blood sausage, yeah. and it's just like that's a spurt of blood sausage and oatmeal. Yeah, I don't like a food that spurts in me without uh without me being prepared um okay right. so yeah okay we got through the flood uh they make the covenant um that's another cl- which another- is a way way better covenant than abraham yeah got, absolutely by the way. absolutely and not only that but yeah, they kind Noah. of have a fun another one of these things where the the book is just kind of like well now i'm going to explain something um so every time we see a rainbow apparently that is a sign of the covenant between noah and the big bad uh flood man upstairs so, so far we've covered, in, far, in terms of real-world applications, so far we've covered snakes, mm-hmm. we've covered why chi- childbirth hurts for women, and we've covered why there are rainbows. That's true. And birthmarks. And birthmarks. People marks. have birthmarks because yeah, right. they are capable of taking uh-huh. a life. Oh, and why, uh, why people wear clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one too. So I think yeah. it pretty much has explained most of it. Like, I think, I'm glad they started with the most important stuff. I wonder if these are really the most important things to people back then, and we just take all of these things for granted. I mean, honestly, the snakes one is actually the one I think most applies to that. Like, I feel like snakes are quite a danger in a world where there's no anti-venom and you're kind of living. Oh, and so are they trying to tell people like, hey, be grateful because back in the day, uh, snakes (laughs) would have just like a full set of legs to fucking chase you. And they were very persuasive and made you do things that your parents... (laughs) told you not to do (laughs) they're very yeah they're manipulative Mm -hmm. they know how to say all the right words i mean i guess that that reading of it sort of makes sense there are tons of animals with like ingrained instincts to like do certain shit with when they see snakes so you know i mean not to bring it back to cats but you know there were those videos going around where they would like put the pickle by the cat and the cat freaks out 
<laughs> I never when saw you the these cat. videos were going around. What do you mean? <laughs> it was a fucking meme. It was a fucking meme. Just it was a... like the fucking pickle challenge. And like, hey, <laughs> wow. like you take like long vegetables and you put it next to your cat while it's it, it didn't notice. And like, I don't want to get super animal rights activist because I'm not, but it is just scarring your cat. Oh, because they Wait, think why? it's a snake. They think it's a snake, and like oh. they're, they're genetically at this point hardwired to fucking react. Mm-hmm. So they oh. jump up into the air and freak out. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was just a, a cat playing not, with a pickle. I thought it was a cat seeing a pickle and just not being not from a snake perspective, but just being like, "What the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. I mean. I think they do that with other veggies. All right. it doesn't um, can we move Are we on? ready to get to, to get to the reason to the why I think this episode stuff. is called The Flesh Prince? <laughs> Let's take talk it about it. Okay. Um, so we learn that Noah, the tiller of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk, and he uncovered himself within his tent. Um, so then, in response to this, what do we get? Slavery. Yeah. Um, so apparently, mm-hmm. as it happens, Noah does this, and then his sons take a cloth and then quote place it against both their backs. Well, f- and- well, first. Oh, go ahead. First, so one of his sons sees him naked, and s- tells his brothers like, "Yo, dad's drunk and naked." Yeah. And then they, the word they do use like is he this. He uncovered himself within his tent, which is, which is not. Like the tamest thing you could do is like, uncover do not yourself. See what's wrong? That's yeah. true. Being naked in your own home right. is legally and the only like place usually where you're allowed to be naked. Or there's waving stuff around. There's forcing Maybe. something in someone's face. But he just kind of—it was a gentle reveal. I mean, I think he probably waggled it around a little bit. He was drunk. Well, okay, you can read <laughs> he did a little the helicopter situation. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean. But his He's like, I wonder if I can get a whole cubit. <laughs> but his so his son. Do you think um, it was a cubit? Yeah, good question. <laughs> That's, That's one thing we don't his get son, the measurements on. But anyway, his yeah. son Hom sees him and like tells his brothers, and then his brothers do this hilarious like recon mission to make sure that they like blindfold themselves like that movie Bird Box with Sandra Bullock, and to make sure they don't see. And then they like hold up a towel or something and like back. And slowly back up so that no one else sees their dad naked. Yeah, oh, Am so I? Good. Yeah, is I mean, that this, a correct I don't, don't want to be too boring here and just read all the text, but I think this is one we're just reading the quote. Does it justice? Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, so they take a piece of cloth, placed it against both their backs, and walking backward, they covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way, no homo, so that they did not see their father's nakedness. It's what I love about it is that it sounds like they've practiced this. <laughs> yeah, they know exactly what to do. They're like, it's time. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Just in case dad gets drunk and naked and starts whirling his dick around again, yeah. we got to have a plan. I just love the idea what? of like, Noah's so wasted he doesn't even know what's going on. And then his sons have their eyes closed and are walking backwards, <laughs> not holding a towel, but having towels balanced on their back. So they're kind of like crawling and hunched over outside of a tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I mean, the other thing, too, is that, like, I don't I don't really know. They're not clear. Like, how many people are on Earth? I think it's just him. them and it's their just wives. Like it, no, it's just like it's his. Yeah, it's his daughter's in law. Yeah, it's again, so like it's like his, these are people who are just on a boat for 150 or 40 days with each other. You think he wasn't wagging his dick around while he was well, on the ark? What a lot of the text. <laughs> Have you ever think, been on a ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I've never really been on a ship for an extended period of time, so I don't really know That's what true. Uh, cabin sickness is right. like, but I imagine. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be on a boat with the guy who knows exactly when, like, like the minute that you're on international waters. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the guy who's, who's taking what it out. What if the first 45 minutes is just constantly looking at his watch <laughs> yeah, right. looking like, at the sky? Way too excited about international of, waters. Well, so we're, we're going to get into like what happens to Hum as a result. I guess, I guess we can just say it now. Noah, because of, because of whatever transgression Hum committed, Noah decides And Hum, this, that, is, uh, this is one of Noah's sons. I thought sons. that was Shem. Hom is. I thought it was Hom. I thought it was Shem. Hom. Hom is the one who tells his brothers. So Hom's like, "Oh my God, Dad's naked in the tent." Um, and then as a and then and then Noah. Noah's like drunk and naked, and he's like, "You know what? You know what we're gonna do? You know what's gonna happen is all of Hom's kids, or not Hom, all of Hom's son Canaan." All of his ancestors will be slaves. So Noah, drunk and naked, invents slavery on the spot. Yeah. On the, right? This is the first mention and, of and slavery he, in this actually, book. He comes up with he it. He comes up with slavery, and then he says, blessed be the Lord. Like, what's going on? I think in terms of exactly how logical the idea of owning other human beings is, I think it makes sense that it comes from a, a drunk and naked guy wagging his dick around. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it, it works. Yeah. Um, but that's the most logical origin story so, I've ever heard of it. But we're left with the question: What did Hom really do? And I, I did some research. I, I read some some rabbis, and some people think that when they say that he saw his dad naked, what that really means is that he either castrated him or um, sodomized him, effed him in the bee. Noah um, did this, or Hom did this to Noah. Some people think that Hom either castrated or but fucked his father where is the evidence for that he just said he saw his know. father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside it's i mean these are like this is like are the two brothers his balls well i'm thinking <laughs> oh my god whoever i think whatever rabbi came up with this theory was just like here let me f find the exact text that's such a jump yeah that's like or maybe it's not a jump that's once again was like if they had shown us a little bit more about what went down maybe i would believe it but like i just i'm sorry i cannot accept they just said he saw his father's nakedness say, and told his brothers that's all we know about what happened yeah i would say that i don't think inventing the institution of slavery is the way you handle it but i do understand that you might be really upset if your son cuts your balls off because you got drunk and undressed yourself I, in your own fucking yeah tent. look i, I mean i would be yeah, being i would upset. be mad if i got snitched on for being naked in my own tent but like not so mad that i would enslave I also, my grandkids i love the idea at the same time you don't know what it's like you don't know how you're gonna act at the moment <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it's a great point also my first my first like thought before i did any of this research my first thought was that maybe the reason noah was upset was because like hum ruined his plan to like show everyone his dick you know what i mean <laughs> the big reveal he was like i was trying to show everyone i was i was drunk and i thought it'd be fun to show everyone my dick but here you go and ruin it and tell your brothers and they do their whole you know the thing they're always practicing around the house around the yard you know it's probably the worst fucking thing about this is like i don't know if historically this is true um but at some point in american history southern christians were owning slaves and we're like no no they defended in the bible well the first time we oh yeah learned about slavery in the bible is noah's just wasted in his tent and sexually harassing his sons and then he i don't think he is sexually harassing his sons it it's hard to say because they definitely don't mention that like anyone else is in there. 
I f- the only information we have right now is like he essentially getting drunk, going to his tent, and being like, "I." Well, the only reason back. I'm saying it is like he oh. did something aggressive to his sons. Is that like they thought it was so bad that they needed to like run and tell the other brothers? You know what I mean? So like he obviously Here crossed is- some sort of line. And then was so taken aback that someone called him on it that he then punished his descendants forever. So, like, clearly something in this context was, I, like, a major... Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We don't maybe know what. He was just, maybe maybe Ham was just d- jealous of fucking Noah's cubit long, maybe two That's cubit true. long fucking hanger. Two cubit daddy over there. Whatever. Noah's still doing spots at the cellar pretty regularly, <laughs> so... Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. Oh, man, Noah sucks. Uh, wait, one... One take that I saw from Rabbi Az- Azariah, which is then also the Pooh guy's name. That's, we don't need to get into that. But he, he says, do not ogle that red wine because one will covet the blood of a menstruating woman and the blood of a woman with a flow. What? So is this okay? Also, is this like one of the big deal rabbis or is this just some guy? I don't know. I, <laughs> no fucking women on their period and no fucking female rappers. Is that what? Rappers? Oh, what are you talking God. about? No women with a flow. Oh, God damn it. I hate you. No, but I love that's the wildest take I've seen is someone being like, listen, you can't go because this was them responding to like Noah. This was them responding to the concept of red wine and like red wine causing sin. But Mm. they were saying, listen, you can't drink red wine because if you drink red wine, then you'll see the red wine and you'll think about how women get to have periods and bleed every month and you'll get really jealous. Oh my God. Dude, the people who wrote the Bible and who interpreted the Bibles are just weird little creeps. I just have to say. Like (laughs) only a weird little creep could be like, I'm reading this story about people getting drunk. Like, and I'm also, every time I drink wine, I obsessively think about women's periods and like how I want to, you know, cheat on my wife with them. So I think the oh, there's definitely something Freudian going on. I found another good rabbinic rabbinic take. Um, so Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Yossi Hageli, oh, 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 okay, okay, cool. (laughs) I had the same thought. He said his son. He said he said when Noah was leaving the ark, a lion struck and mutilated him, and when he went to use the bed, his semen was scattered and he was humiliated. Oh my god! So in this rabbi's version of events. Rabbi Noah is leaving the ark, and a, a lion attacks him, uh-huh. and he nuts immediately. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, God. And he runs to his tent and, like, strips all his clothes off. And then, the, you know, the come that he came because he is found out in that moment that, you, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, finding something out about himself, what he's into. And so he's just feeling all these things. And then his son walks into the tent, and he's like, would you give me a minute? That's what's the best about this stuff is that like the only way for it all to work is like you just have to like make up stuff like that. Like if you just read the book itself, it's just like he got off the boat, he got yeah. naked in a tent, and then you got slavery. Oh, but yeah. like all this it's stuff fanfic. in the world happens because people are like, well, what if? It doesn't say it anywhere, I mean, but what if he got attacked by a lion and like that's why it is kind of wild be with a woman of his period? Because you know, I I don't like we said before, like we don't want to like get at it from the level of like. Oh, this is just stupid and horseshit, and like you know, there's no evidence of this. Or right? Maybe, maybe, it's maybe, like maybe. I'm not trying to. But prove. I will say that a lot of these interpretations, they definitely fall in the category of potentially just horseshit. Well, but I mean, what's great is that because, like we were talking about, it the this story leaves so many gaps, and so that has led to generations of I'm not going to call them grifters, but you know, grift 
people who people might be who on the grifting grift. side of thing. Men of people the who grift, and I think people who were just honestly trying to understand the universe and were working from what is essentially a very flawed source material. Yeah, yeah right. But like, are the like leaders, like the leaders hearsay. of communities, the leaders of the Jewish community were tasked with figuring out like what happened with Noah and his sons. It's almost like a family therapist being like, okay. You guys, what happened on that camping trip? Uh-huh. <laughs> what what happened in the tent? <laughs> yeah, I need everyone's perspective on what I want because that's the thing is I want to I want like a wicked style story, but from Hom's perspective uh-huh. of what went down. As a family therapist, how weird would it be if the son says that dad got attacked by a lion and came everywhere, while the <laughs> other son says that he castrated him? Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I, only, I think are, I would. What if? And the other one is just going on about how what he if, really wants to fuck women who are on their period. What if Noah gets attacked by a lion, nuts everywhere, and this upsets his son so much that he castrates him? Both stories can be true, you know? Yeah, that <laughs> true, somehow yeah. makes logical That's sense gorgeous. in my mind, but I couldn't talk you through it. Oh my god. This is, it's just, this is what, it really is a story, it's a tale of how we need to come together about as a people. And, That's um, true. Just listen, listen more, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Well, no, I think you really made a good point that I would want to uh, retweet, which is just that, like, the stuff we learn about this is all kind of, or it's like the source material has so many different gaps in it that the stuff we are taught about the source material is just people kind of trying to just fill in all these things that just don't make any sense unless you find something right. to fill the but gap. But then some of these people, like like Rashi or the Rambam or whatever, they rise to such prominence and such importance that their word kind of becomes scripture too in a certain way yeah it's like um did you guys ever see that uh like snl sketch with uh, anthony crispino secondhand news was it was it a weekend update yeah thing? the was premise it just, is like, was it like he's Fred just Armisen this like or something? guy it's bobby moynihan and he's just this guy who s- comes up next to you at the urinal and it's like you uh hear about this thing and it's just <laughs> right. like always yeah. these popular news stories but he just doesn't quite get it right and i feel like that's what this is like they were making it hundreds of years after it happened. None of it makes any sense. And just like, it's like a retelling oh, of a retelling I, of a retelling. And like, that's why there are all these weird gaps. I have something juicy. It says here, for the majority of its history, the Latter-day Saint movement used the curse of Ham to prevent the ordination of black men to its priesthood. Yeah, the Mormons are racist. What? And they, surprise, surprise, used the uh, Bible to justify their racism. Wait, the, the curse is yeah. interesting. Oh my god, that's yeah. so... So, what? any listeners, by the way, if oh you're not god. aware, the proper name for Mormons is the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Um, oh, I didn't realize that until right now. I knew that, but I didn't realize Yeah, that. so that's mm-hmm. that's that's the clarity LDS. on that, because Joseph Smith um, was a racist, and most of the people who followed him were racist. And whenever people were like, how come you guys get to have new salvation, and we don't because we're not white, he was like, well... Check it out. The answer's right there. Yeah. Man, wow, I just still can't get over, like, yeah. And that's pretty much the end of this, like, the end of this moment, the whole flood story. It's just sort of like, and all of humanity had to pay for what happened, and then there was this weird little incident in the tent, and then there was slavery. <laughs> and then <laughs> Noah so dies. Fun. It's so petty. And then, Noah yeah, dies. And then there's absolutely it's nothing else in class that happens. Or oh my God. They say years. Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah came to 950 years, semicolon, then he died. So it's like the most important thing Noah thing. did was just ride on this boat. He flashed his sons, created slavery, lived for another like 900 years, and then he died. 
Ah, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah, no, it's Mwah. honestly kind of sick. Bravissimo. Like, it's just... I feel like whoever wrote Harry Potter could learn a couple things from this kind of storytelling right here. See? That's full. All of it. You got your conflict. There's a thing. There's a flood. You got a little bit of resolution. You learn something about the world. We don't, Is your beef with Harry we Potter don't know that what there happened. are too many books? I read three of them. I don't know how the story ends. I imagine that it's similar. Good guys win. Yeah, Noah wins. The good yeah, guys. well, yeah. The good guys the good win. Guys, the so far, the good guys his... have not won in the Bible every single time. The good guys never win. No, well, that's because the, the person who we follow and we're supposed to like listen to is apparently the main antagonist of humankind. Yeah. Should we, should we talk about the Tower of... Speaking of him being a fucking antagonist to humankind, should we talk about the Tower of, of Babel? Yeah, I think the that's last... kind of the last... Uh... The last oh, I thing. just will jump in and say, just because it's chronological, that we, we had two special rounds of my favorite game in the Bible, which is just begat, begat, begat. Oh, true. A lot of people fucked because people make families, and none of them are important. And then it goes, oh, but this important person was born to this person. You know what's... Sorry. But then none of those people are are actually important, so here's a bunch of information. Right, we get one paragraph about the tent incident, and then we get, like... 12 different families and like three different generations of that family you know what's you know what's freaking twisted though is <laughs> that twisted brother <laughs> what's, what's crazy is that with this story like the idea that like part of humanity is like the implication is that part of humanity is our slaves because of this incident but they're also they're also it's, it's like they're simultaneously saying like all of humanity is a family we're all we all came from the same people but also part of that family is slaves. So do with yeah, that what kind you of will. Everybody's it. equal. Some of us are better than others. Right. Right. And it's just like that's the natural order of things because like the people who were the ancestors of all of humanity already had slaves. So, you know, that's what we're that's what you got. Womp, womp. Um, oh, yeah. so one thing I wanted I wanted to point out within the big app, big because normally it's just like this person had this kid and this person had this. I kid. think we might. What? I think we might be pointing towards the same thing. Talking about Nimrod? <laughs> of course, of course <laughs> I'm talking so about sick. Nimrod. Um, so uh, we learn about Nimrod. He was a mighty hunter by the grace of the Lord. Hence the saying, Nimrod, <laughs> a mighty hunter by the grace of the Lord. No, they bothered. Okay, so we don't know anything that's going on with Noah and the whole tent thing. We don't know most about the world. We've got some key lessons, but they make sure that they're going to explain a fucking contemporary idiom of the time. Yeah, right. And it's just like... Oh man, I just can't get over that like that classic saying like, "Oh man, I like spilled my bowl of lentils on my lap." Like, Nimrod, mighty hunter by the grace of the Lord. <laughs> like, people just said yep. that about it stuff. <laughs> oh my god. People say weird shit too now though. So. What's our equivalent of that? Um Heaven you. heaven's to Betsy or some oh, shit. True, oh, true. Like Betsy wants to heaven, hence the hence the phrase heaven's to Betsy. <laughs> Is that why would people say heaven's to Betsy? Because one time a lady named Betsy died. <laughs> I have to I'm imagine that like thousands of women named Betsy have died. R.I.P. Rip. Yeah. Do you think they went to Rip heaven? Rip to Betsy. What percentage of Betsy's do you think went to heaven? No, listen, Betsy's all go to one place, okay? Where's that? It's just the Betsy place. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Tower of Babel, God's a Union Buster. What a fucking dickhead. So a bunch of people are building a tower to heaven and then God is they're building a tower. Does it say it's to heaven or it's that's just No, they don't even say it's to heaven. Like that's what we get taught because it's supposed to be a story about hubris. But literally all they really say is 
they do use the phrase, come, let us burn bricks or make bricks and burn them hard. And we're going to build a big fucking tower mm-hmm. so that maybe we can understand something about the universe. Yeah, they said, let us build a city and a tower with its top in the sky to make a name for ourselves. Uh, else we shall be scattered all over the world. Which is kind of a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, they like, Wait, the person really? writing this, this like, couldn't fucking contain themselves. They're like, oh, the scattering's <laughs> coming up. But yeah, they just wanted <laughs> to like build a big tower because they wanted to be together. Make a name for themselves. I almost... If you were to like super extrapolate like most of the people who interpret the Bible do, and like let's just—I was going to say that's like scattered. the coin of the realm, baby. You got to be yeah, super extrapolate. But like if 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 you were to to imagine that there were maybe not just Noah was the only one who survived the flood, and that there's all these different people now who are all scattered, like is what is so wrong with them building what is essentially a lighthouse mm-hmm. to be like, hey, we've found a place where it's okay to live and we're inviting you here and god's like no no yeah so it's literally just a power play so they build this they build this tower um then god kind of just freaks out and said if as one people with one language for all this is how they have begun to act then nothing that they may propose to do will be out of their reach um and then god decides to scatter them all over the earth and make it so that Whereas humans used to tall talk in the same language, now they can't understand each other. Um, like, oh man, what an overreaction! So coded into the language or coded into the belief system of this book is that essentially that a global united front to like tackle problems is inherently a a bad thing. Well, it's not even like tackle problems; it's just like people being unified at all. Yeah, it's it's so mundane. They were just trying to build a tall. It is actually like I I, I they were it doing was... nothing. They were like, "What are we? We're just we're all here. We're Let's just... make a fort." <laughs> <laughs> They're literally just building a build. It's so innocent. Yeah. It's actually kind of creepy when you think of it in, in in that way. It's like I'm a little. I hadn't really thought of it that deeply like this, but it's a little bit disturbing to have coded into it that like, no, we should always be in some level of conflict with other people. Right. Right. Like it's, it's yeah. unnatural for people yeah. to be unified. Yeah. Even just, for which the... it sounds like also it was the most natural thing because they didn't elect a leader or anything. They were just like, yeah, hey, it just we're all literally here. happened naturally. Also, once again, they just... I feel like God facilitates between being like this universe shaping force than just some guy. Because it's like, again, if you're God and you're worried about people building a building, like, just make it so they can't. You know, it's like... Well, that's what he did. He just did it in a crazy way. Well, no, but it he just does says, it in an overly the, emotional the, way. The, rea- the rationale is like, oh, well, if they do this, then, like, then nothing that they may propose to do will be out of their reach. Like, who knows what they'll do next? It's like, you do. You can stop it. <laughs> right. And also, like, let them thrive. He's like a dad that, like, hates his son's punk band. It's like, dude, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're already, they're playing <laughs> shows. Yeah. He's writing music. He's right. been approached by two different record labels. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, you'll never have a they're real a, job. They're a staple of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, an, another way to think about this is what did God want out of humans? You know what I mean? Gets mad at them for being naked. Gets mad at them for eating apples. Gets mad at them for building towers. Uh, That's true. Like, you know, it's just in, like what do they just want? Just like farm hands who like never complain about anything. Like, well, because there is no express purpose for it. Like, I remember in high school we had to read a segment from the Popova, which is like the Mayan creation story, and like they're very explicit that the gods make human beings so that they'll worship them. Mm-hmm. 
They're like, we want the praise, we want this, we want to feel good about ourselves. So here's human life. Right. This God has. There's no, there's there's no guiding principle behind like this is why it's important for these things to be there. There's just kind of like, well, I brought you into the world and now I'm mad that you don't follow the rules that I right. Don't tell the, you. The, uh, the underlying tone, like the message of the story, is just obey. Right. Like that really is right. the, the whole closest, thing. I mean, the covenant itself is like a. It's like not even really this positive thing. It's like God and Noah make this covenant that like, okay, like I destroyed the world once. I won't do it again. So there you go. We figured it all out. Like that is not. <laughs> yeah. Noah's like, cool, man. Yeah. That's not like a yeah. bill. Yeah. Oh, let me know if I, like, I won't you change fucking your fucking mind. Kill you again. Yeah. Zero issues resolved. More just kind of like that thing I did last time. I won't do it again. Yeah. It's like a restraining maybe order. I come on, up with something but fuck around and find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Run up and, you know, you see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man it's just a bummer honestly like i i don't know like i think i like i think it's cool that people have taken the spirit of uh the bible and the torah and lots of other holy books to like fuel their social justice movements because that's like a real part of the civil rights movement and other stuff like that but like so far i'm like what part of that are you drawn from because this one is just like never unite with anyone if you get mad at your parents for doing weird stuff to you uh we're gonna make slavery exist just like this is not i don't know this is not the like rabbis marching with martin luther king shit that we were taught about in uh in in hebrew school yeah i mean i think the like the when we get to like Moses leading the people out of Egypt, that's kind of maybe what they were going for. But even that is riddled with stuff. But I mean, I mean it's, it's like again, you're, this is the beginning of the book. This is like theoretically, you would think the first exposure, the most important, the root. Yeah, yeah no, this I see is what you're, our, the, you're setting down the guiding principles of what this philosophy is going to be, and so far the guiding principles have to do with fucking snakes obeying yeah. your sky god parent yeah. and fucking castrating your yeah father. never tell on your dad maybe yeah. also i i would appreciate it if in this in the tower of babel story they just in included one part where it was like and god did not want them to build a tower so tall for they might fall and hurt themselves like just give us something <laughs> you know? dictatorish a little bit of just like oh you're not able to handle this so i'm not gonna let you do this uh-huh. mm-hmm. but in reality it was just like and lo he saw that they had argued for collective bargaining and he said that this was not good for the landlords would not be able to make as much money as they did in the quarter previously. Yeah. Uh, so he fucked everything uh, up. It also implies a moment when they're like, they're like, you know, they're building this thing. They're in communication. They're like, okay, you need to go over there and like, and like, uh, like, you know, like make sure the base is steady. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I got a Oh my God. But it also means that like, hand- like, oh no. <laughs> It also means that they couldn't understand each other's hand gestures, which like right, if you, you can, go to a place that you don't speak the language, like you can get by just being like, I need to eat. Yeah. Point me to where I need to put food in my mouth and people will be like, right. this weirdo needs to go this way. Especially building a tower. Like, I don't see how fucking with the language could. Yeah. Shouldn't they all basically be following like maybe like 10 engineers general mm. idea. And then you have one guy who's good with the, like the foundations and you have another guy who stables the struct or stabilizes the structure <laughs> as you build it up. Like, I don't know. I feel like as long as one person speaks two languages, like it can all happen. Yeah. It's, 
And it's so it's like now we've added to the list of stuff that this book's explained. Like it started out with like snakes and childbirth and and birthmarks. So, but now it's now it's rainbows and slavery and languages um, and why and, you don't and get languages. Along with yeah, and like yeah, why people languages and yeah, like yeah, it feels kind of like a crank wrote it. I'm not gonna lie. When someone's like, I'm gonna explain <laughs> yeah. everything. It just like oh yeah, major crank vibes. Yeah. Or this feels like someone who tried to write a movie because they had a bunch of funny jokes in their head and it was like, I'm going to write a movie around these really funny jokes that I have. And it just is like, doesn't make any sense. But their jokes were just like their explanation or like their just takes on stuff. So like well, just a lot of a lot of vignettes in this bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of not good vignettes. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. Not the not the refreshing break from whatever you were watching. Mm-hmm. Just what's kind of funny, too, about this is like. For a lot of history, this was, like, the only book that anyone had for their whole life. Still, some people, like, go to yesh- like go to yeshiva as soon as they're, like, fucking 13 years old and just read this book over and over again and read people's interpretations of it. So there's t- a ton of people in the world and in like, all around who their whole life is just reading and rereading the yeah. shit. Yeah, well, but I feel and like here we are them, reading it. Even with them, though, it's like, so they go into Yeshiva and they're like reading this and then they step outside in Crown Heights, Brooklyn and they see like cars and the subway and advertisements and newsstands and like there's this, you know, people from different parts of the world and there's this exposure to the wider world. Mm-hmm. But like, if you were just some, you know, like shepherd or whatever in the fields in the Middle East in the days of yore and then this is just like all you have. Like you have your village and your little like you can see over the hill maybe and then you're like well then here's this book we have i don't know i just wonder how people thought about it at the time like what would the comment section say like if it about people how they thought how they received it the comment section would say like it's kind of funny because like in a real life comment section you see people like you know victim blaming and being like i mean not to get dark but being like if someone like they're like talking about police brutality and someone's like, Oh, he shouldn't have broken the law. So like in the comment section of this, like we see Hom get punished for seeing his dad's dick. And immediately the comment section is like, yeah, he, he probably cut his dad's dick off and fucked him in the ass. So, you know, that's probably why that happened. And let's also just keep in mind while we're still talking about the Bible thing, the uh, Babel thing, rather Babel. Babel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the tower <laughs> of Bible. We're talking about the Babel thing. Like, the comment section is also only going to include that because that seems to be what God is down with. Of the like, like that's the thing is you're saying like, what do these people think and like, how do they feel about this book? Honestly, a lot of it is just like justifying the like, you're right to be suspicious of people you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're right to not want to associate with other people. Right, like you're right to not, or like your own subjugation is natural because remember this thing that happened in the tent one time, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it makes, so, it and makes that's why it is the way it is. It makes me think too of the like a lot of the like generally pretty problematic ideas behind being like a cho- chosen people mm-hmm. and stuff. Of it's mm-hmm. like it really is like from the beginning, it's honed down that like it's okay for you to not want to be with other people. It's okay for you to essentially. Well, we see this throughout the entire like first book of Genesis, yeah it's like mis- it's, it's misanthropic or- honestly it's not just yeah. cruel it's like just yeah yeah it's like it's okay to not want to associate with other people it's okay to lie to them it's okay to do all these things as long as you know that you're in the path of god then you don't need to give a shit about them mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah that doesn't well, make me feel good no definitely not <laughs> um 
Should we all say whose team we're on? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we don't really have like a... I feel like because we've kind of honed it down and we've gotten to this like fine point ending. Like, I feel like that was like a nice little... Um, but now, like, what's our final beat, you know? Okay, well, if we're going to talk teams, I'm still Team Crow. 100% Team Crow. I like it because he trusted his partner or she trusted her partner and was like, I'm just getting out. I know that whatever the fuck is out there in the unknown world really the opposite of this whole thing it's got to be better than whatever the fuck yeah the crow saw right the writing here. on the wall w- way early i yeah i i like the crow i'm on team team shem and jafeth is jafeth how you pronounce it i don't know but i'm on team the two the two brothers who put the towel on their back <laughs> moved in coordination to make sure no one saw their dad's dick yeah that must um, have been i would gorgeous. say that would be the the counter argument to what i was saying about like well shem and feth were really united yeah that's it, true i want to i want to see them like go on america's got talent with that <laughs> be like watch what we can do <laughs> yeah, has your dad been boosting a little bit too much on friday oh night God. don't worry about it we got the trick to show you how to make sure that he doesn't get arrested for exposing himself to his neighbors yeah, we're gonna scuttle across the stage with a beach towel uh, yeah oh my God. um i gotta say i'm on team canon i think he got a pretty raw deal because like terrible deal terrible deal horrible deal um and i know deals believe me uh yeah because it's like okay so ham is the one who sees noah ham's the one who raises the alarm and talks to his brother and then noah turns around and curses kanan who is ham's son <laughs> yeah no that is Which pretty is just wild like, that's such a raw deal man this is he's just a kid or just like oh my God. his dad and his grandpa got in a weird fight and now him and all of his descendants have to be slaves. Yeah, right. Forever. It's like yeah. some fucking Southern Gothic like Faulkner shit about like there's this mysterious family rift that happens and like it's ruined your whole life and you don't even know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's messed all up. All right, boys. Team Kanon. Oh. The, the age old question like. Is it worth yeah. it, or uh, do we keep it or cut it? Or I'll go first. I think you can fucking throw this entire thing into the fucking shitter and burn it. I don't see the value in it at all. We got we got what we get creation point like two point right, which is just destruction it's and just then soggy, maybe not soggy all of creation one point real. Yeah, honestly. okay. We get we get weird dickless dad with fucking slavery. And then we yeah. get union busting. Like, that's all we get. All, all we've really gotten out of this is like, by the way, uh, we we fucked up the first time. So then we had to do it again. And then uh, don't be friendly to your neighbors because they probably want to kill you. Or they probably don't want to kill you. They probably want to do cool projects with you. But God doesn't want you to do that. Yeah. So stay away from them. Yeah, I I would also say get rid of it. But that being said... I would hope that if we were to get rid of this story and it never existed, that somehow organically on their own, a rabbi would come up with a story where somebody gets attacked by a bear and then immediately nuts all over the place. Um, Cause that, that narrative I love, I love, I love everything that's going on there, but unfortunately that's not in the official book. That's just somebody's fan fiction. So the official story, yeah, throw it away. It's bad. Yeah, I would, um, not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but I would join with you guys in uh, 360 slam dunking this one into the trash can of history. Though, again, I, I'm with you, uh, John, on that one that 
like, I think it would be, you know, we might be just as bad as the big man upstairs if we fully erased this thing without seeing some nugget of value. And I think the nugget of value is just the pure slapstick comedy <laughs> of two brothers with a towel on their back, eyes closed, just trying to sneak up on their drunk dad. Like, that's just, that's just a moment I could never, I like will never forget that. I mean, <laughs> can we compromise? Yeah, yeah. Can we compromise where we get rid of everything else and then just leave that little section in it because it's got just about as much context on its own completely as it does in the original text. That's true. So, so not even, no, not no, even no, Hom uh, seeing his son, no, not no, even no, no, Hom seeing it. Just, sure. no, just like the moment. Yeah, yeah, just the moment of like. <laughs> so here's the way I would reconstruct it. So the two brothers see their heard. No, don't even see. Heard that their dad was naked, so their <laughs> solution to this. Paul's naked. <laughs> Get the towel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and that's our little that's our little vignette in between, like all the begat, 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 mm-hmm. and then basically the end of the last chapter. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, by the way, this silly thing happened, and then all right, let's move on to the Tower of Babel, or let's not move on to the Tower of Babel. Let's move on to whatever the fuck happens next, because we're getting rid of all of the fucking rest of it. Babel. Babel. Tower of Babel. Damn. Damn. All right, I think. That guy's serious. I thought it was going to be another goofy. I It was pretty goofy. I thought we, we were going to fun times. I'm just, I'm having fun yeah. with my buds. Yeah, I do want to find a nice conclusion, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, last time we had the tree of good and evil in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the ending is hard. I mean, I feel like the cancellator keep it is close. Yeah. But it's just like... Just like a little bit. Can you, can, but like, it's like saying goodbye to friends. Well, you were... I was going to say that we... we when you were in the bathroom, Ayani yeah. was like, we should make Josh well, say a blessing. you were busy taking your enormous poo-poo. Wow. That was this morning. Flowing I everywhere. honestly usually do it twice in the morning within like an hour of each other. That's really just one that you haven't finished. <laughs> That's a good point. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, I, I, I thought it would be nice if every time, you know, someone can do a little a little prayer prayer. Mm, yeah. Not, not the real prayer. I feel like that's sort of like yeah. um, earnest, earnest lads. Well, I mean, just like pray to whatever you want, you yeah. know. Like I suggested, Babe Ruth or Don Rickles, or uh-huh. you know. But like whatever, whatever, whatever spirit, Holy Spirit, you could even say, mm. captures you in the moment. Well, I can feel you, like can you hit us with it? Uh huh. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh. So we spent a lot of time in this episode uh, dwelling on what we find inside of tents. Um, so my little blessing for you until the next time you hear the podcast is that. I hope that the next time you're in a tent, it's for something good, such as getting your house fumigated to remove termites or, you know, some sort of fun circus. Or if you're going camping, that you don't sleep on a rock. Thank you so much. God bless. (laughs) I also just realized that uh, if you really think about it, this is prior to circumcision so noah's dick is kind of like oh yeah you know actually that's maybe this is like we get a little addendum on the tent but when he says that noah uncovered himself within his tent like there he was noah was in multiple tents you know his skin oh, yeah. tent, and then his oh, yeah. tent oh like he was and he was kind of pitching a tent maybe <laughs> all right i think that's Folks. it right there yep <laughs>